0: All right. good morning. Uh, Yeah, sounds good. A little more guitar, maybe. All right, we're going to try and beat the rain here. Lord Jesus, Father, we come before you today. We ask for your blessing over this time. God, we ask for uh, joy and peace. God, we ask for ears to be opened, eyes to be opened, Father, to be able to hear your voice and see your love and care. In your name we pray, amen. amen.
1: As she weaves and winds through the valley, past the city lights, oh, and on she goes. She is free flowing, yeah. unhindered and wild, and she nurtures the wild. As the water's raining Spirit flow from the throne of God like a wild river. Oh, in the dead, near, rise, oh, spirit. on the sun and the moon like horses driven by kings on the mountains and valleys below the breath of your mighty wings all treasure of wisdom and things to be known are hidden inside of your hands and in this fortunate turn of events You've asked me to be your friend. You've asked me to be. Inside of your hands And in this fortunate turn of events You've asked me to be your friend You've asked me to be your friend
0: Lord Jesus, um, God, we just stand before you today in a love so great, a love so um, wide and deep, God, that we um, we pray, God, that we would just uh, our whole lives would get swallowed up in it, God, that you just give us hearts today, God, that are not stubborn, that are not of stone, God, but you would give us hearts that would receive. God, would receive the love that's so kind from You today, Father. God, that uh, just like You told the woman who was caught in sin, God, that You don't condemn. God, that You don't condemn us today. God, that You love us and that Your heart is kind towards us. God, would You just allow us to receive today to receive that love. That love that, that only can change us. That kindness that brings us to repentance, as your word says. God, would you just give us hearts to receive. Help us to drop our defenses. In your name we pray, Amen.
2: Good morning Everybody good and full today? I think I heard one person Everybody good and full today? Sloppy Joes? All right. Well, let's get in the word together this morning I'll uh, try to be as brief as possible But uh, man, I'm thankful that the uh, I think we've shown that we'll be out here if it rains But uh, I think I could say for everybody I'm grateful it hadn't rained this morning How about y'all? Alright, well, if you've been here the last three weeks, we've talked about healing, and I pray that's uh, that's been beneficial, I know it has uh, for some, uh, it was for me, I've heard uh, many stories and I uh, always appreciate you guys getting to share those things with me of how God was working or, or something maybe that was said that He spoke to your heart, uh, I just love hearing those stories and so thank you uh, for sharing that, but... This week we're going to head back to a series that we started a long time ago before I took that long summer break from teaching, and we were talking about faith. Anybody remember when we talked about faith? If you're one of our regulars, you was here. I got one person, two, three, four. All right, so we got five people at least that remember. Six. I see another one. Now we're now we're heading somewhere. All right, but we talked about faith, and that was all from uh, Hebrews 11. Uh, But as we do that, as we head back to this series, I, I, I was thinking the last time I thought on this, I had to go and look back, was May 22nd. So for sure, a refresher is in need, okay, if we've been that far. But I want to tell you this. How many of you on your phone, you have access to go to, like, the internet? How many of you have that? Pretty much everybody, right? If you go to our church's website, if you need to know what that is, when we shut the doors there on the truck where Jason's sitting, you've got the, uh, the web address real easy, Church at Southside.com, you can go all the way back in time from the very moments that we started as a house church, to a building, to our first location on the street, to across the street, to here, and here, and listen to everything. Now, I don't know that you'd want to do that on all of them, because uh, I'm involved in some of those that probably weren't that good, and probably need not to be online, but they are, should you ever choose to go and do it, and I want to point out Mr. Brantley Padgett right here, Brantley wave, yeah, right here. He does a lot of hard work behind the scenes to put those on there. YouTube, you can go there and search and see. So I say that if you want to go back, if you're new, you haven't been a part of the Hebrew series and you want to go back and listen to some of those, please do. And Brantley, thank you for all of that hard work to put those on there for us and for other people. Do y'all know that we've actually had people in China watch some of our stuff? I don't know how they understand it, but they've watched some of our stuff. YouTube sends us that information. I think we had one person in China listen before, so redneck, Alabama language, I don't know how they, how they deal with that, but they've been on there and they've listened, so anyway, go and check those out. Hebrews 11, it's been called the, the Hall of Faith, if you remember that. If you remember the story of Hebrews 11, there's snippets of these little examples of faith. Now, this is the New Testament, right? And what the author is doing is writing about this faith that we must have as believers, right? We know that that's our access to God, is to have faith in Him, to have relationship through faith in Jesus Christ. But he's taking these Old Testament heroes, these Old Testament stories, he's taking little snippets in the New Testament, he's saying, by faith, and then he talks about, uh, I think we've already looked at like Abraham and Isaac and Noah and some of these uh, characters that we've heard so much about, but they're in the New Testament, and then he takes us back and he says, by faith, and he talks about this Old Testament story. And so what we did each week is we would take the New Testament portion, read that verse, and then go back to the Old Testament, read the story that they're talking about. Everybody with me this morning? All right, so before we do that, though, I want to recap just what faith is before we get into today's. One verse from the New Testament, one verse from the Old Testament. Hebrews 11.1, one, though, says faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And if you remember way back when we started this, and even a few weeks in, I think I reminded you, the more modern definition of what faith is is this. Complete. Everybody say that with me this morning. I'm going to pull a Charlie. Charlie gets us to do that sometimes. Say Complete. Complete. Complete faith and trust. Complete trust and confidence in someone or something. Anyone want to give a stab at who we think we ought to put complete trust and hope in? It's Jesus, right? So faith is complete Trust and confidence in someone or something. And so when we think about that, that this faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, a complete trust and confidence, but then we go even further to the Hebrew writer. Listen to what he says this. Without faith. So in other words, listen to me this morning. Without complete trust and confidence in Jesus Christ, without faith, it is impossible to please Him, impossible to please God. Have you ever heard a teacher when they're teaching, they you know, the New Testament was written in Greek, the Old Testament in Hebrew. You ever hear somebody get super deep and they say, now I'm going to tell you the Greek word for this, right? Anybody ever heard a teacher do that? That's not typically me, but I'm going to give you the Greek word for impossible. You ready? Everybody looking this way? It means not possible. That's deep, right? Not possible. When you get to the word impossible, so in other words, the Hebrew writer is telling us this, that if you do not have faith, if I do not have faith in God, it is impossible to please God. There's no other way to please Him than starting with faith. Again, faith, complete trust and confidence. So what he's saying this morning is if we don't have complete trust and confidence in God... We can stop right there. It is impossible to please Him. It's got to be rooted in faith. So with that in mind, that's where we'll start today. I'm going to read one verse and let's pray and then we'll get into talking about the details of it this morning. So we're in Hebrews chapter 11 and we're at verse 21 talking about the faith of a man named Jacob. Here's what it says. It says, By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, Bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We pray your blessings on your word this morning over every heart that's here this morning. Father, start in mind, speak to us. We pray. You don't need our permission, but Holy Spirit, we just say willingly, we give you access. We say we will listen and we will obey what you call us to. And so, If we do that right now, in advance, Father, whatever you speak, that we'll follow in faith, complete trust and confidence in you, assurance that you are who you say you are. And So we pray and ask for that kind of faith, the faith that we see in the story today. At face value, it may not seem like a a big uh, faith-based moment, but, Father, I pray as we dig a little deeper that we see this extraordinary faith by a man named Jacob and that you give us that same kind of faith in our life today. And so I pray that with everyone here that if they've yet to begin a relationship with you, it begins today. And Father, for those that uh, already have that you just increase our faith to be like what we read about in this example today. We pray and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. So we look at this story at Jacob, and again, I want to read just this verse. It seems so straightforward and simple. It is a man offering a blessing as he is about to die to his family. That's not uncommon, right? It says, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Unfortunately, I would speak to a crowd this morning that I know has experienced loss. You have experienced loss of someone at this point in your life that was close to you, that you held near and dear to your heart. And some of us have been lucky enough to be in a moment where we had someone that was close to us. It wasn't an unexpected death, but when death was there, we were able to have some of those last conversations. Anybody ever been in those moments? You say things that needed to be said. You hear things that needed to be heard. Some beautiful things have been said in those moments. As a pastor, as a minister, I've been in moments where I've seen... Family members that are not my family members. I've got to experience where someone is stepping from this life to the next. And I hear some beautiful things where someone speaks. is like, I love you deeply. And, and just these uh, offer of, of blessing and affirmation to these family members. It's a beautiful thing to see. Because it's such this stark reality of someone crossing from this life to the next. And there's blessing and, and love and, and all kind of, you know, emotions in that moment. I've seen those moments. I've had those myself where I remember my grandfather speaking the last words that he spoke to me. I can tell you what they were. It's these crazy moments. But you get to a moment like this in Scripture and you see this man named Jacob. And it says, when dying, he blesses each of the sons. And again, this is this example of faith. It really doesn't seem like that big of a faithful moment, right? It seems kind of normal. It seems kind of natural that someone, as they're dying and they're speaking to family members, that they would offer blessings or words of encouragement. How is that such an example of faith that in the Hebrews hall of faith, they're saying, be like Jacob who, when dying, blessed uh, his grandchildren. Well, I want to read you the account In Genesis 48, 21, so going all the way back to Genesis, there is a man named Israel. You remember Jacob's name was changed to Israel, so it's going to say Israel. So we're talking about the same person, Jacob, but here's what it says in Genesis 48, 21. It says, then Israel, so Jacob, says to Joseph, behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you again to the land of your fathers. So even going back and looking at the Old Testament, again, we're just at a place where a man named Jacob is dying and we see the story that Hebrews 11 is talking about where he says, I am about to die, so I want to offer a blessing to you. Again, at face value, there's not a lot of faith right there. It's just a blessing. Just someone who is dying, leaving this life to the next, blessing his children. But here's where the beauty of Scripture is. We have the beauty of hindsight. You ever heard when you look back that hindsight is twenty twenty? Like, we get to see perfectly what happened here in the story, what was promised, what was talked about, and we get to see the rest of the story. And so the story here when Jacob is blessing Joseph, his son, and if you remember going back, he had many sons, but Joseph was the favorite. Remember the colorful coat and Joseph being sold into slavery and into Egypt and all of these stories, right? And so Jacob is talking to Joseph and he's talking to him in a place of they are in prison and slavery and going to be over Egyptian rule. And Jacob is telling him, one day you will be given back to the land of your fathers. Anybody remember hearing about the promised land in Scripture? So Jacob is telling Joseph about the promised land about deliverance, about the exodus that would happen from Egypt. And so he's telling him much more than just a blessing of, I hope the, the rest of your life is good. I'm about to die, so I'm going to bless you or bless the family. He's giving them a prophetic word. Because Jacob is someone who walked with God. Listen to me. His name was changed from Jacob to Israel. The nation was going to be founded on Jacob's family, right? Right? long back to the promises of Abram. And so Jacob is this man that has been promised so much, but yet here he is in a moment that he is about to die when Egypt is in control, and he was never going to see the promised land, but he had been promised. He had been promised one day, the land of your forefathers will be given back to you, and you will be delivered as a people. So I want you to track with me here. Jacob is about to die. He is at a place where death is imminent and he knows that he will not see the promised land. But he had been promised. He was assured by God that it would happen. I want you to listen to me this morning. Here's where it gets important. We don't have much more so I want you to tune in. So what did Jacob do? Death was here. Death was now at his door. He knew it and off just a promise. Listen to me. Just a promise that had been given him. He was assured, you will be delivered. As a people, you will be delivered. So again, we're talking about faith, complete trust, complete confidence in someone or something. Obviously, his was rooted in God. And so he's promised This assurance, your people will be delivered. Here's where I want to show you where his faith comes in. This surface level of just a blessing that he's given his family comes true to where we see an example of faith in this. Just off a promise from God alone. He's not seen the results, but listen to how confident he is. He is at death's door and he's talking with his family and here's what he says, Just because God has promised me, I am confident enough to bless you and tell you it will happen. Guys, listen to me. If you want to talk about leaving a legacy... This is a man that was just at a moment where he was promised something by God. A faithful God who had not let him down. A faithful God whose promises you can trust. And he looks at death's door. It's waiting on him and he tells his children, because God said we will be delivered, listen to me, we will be delivered. Just hang tight. The blessing's coming. He will do what he said he will do. Do you see what extreme faith that is? That in the moment of death, in the moment that he doesn't even know for sure, 100%, what's going to happen, but he looks in confidence to his family's eyes and says, because God said, I have faith and confidence, it will happen. That is extreme faith. Even when he knew he wasn't going to get to see the promised result, he still believed in the promise. Is that not good stuff this morning? Well, here's where I want to bring it to you. I want everybody to look this way for me just a second. Do you know that you have been promised things? Do you know that some of those promises will not come true until the day you take your final breath? You've got to have faith it's going to happen the faith of Jacob that we too could be in a moment where, God forbid, we find ourselves laying in a hospital bed and death's door is there. Will we have the confidence to say, you know what, to our children, to our grandchildren, I believe, I have hope, I have assurance, and give that same blessing, that same legacy. Can I even talk real to the church at Southside? By the way, we don't have this official membership process. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to do a dance. You don't have to sing a song. I've heard some of you sing, and we don't want you to sing a song, all right? It's okay. I'm with you. I, I, you never hear me sing, and you won't, because I want people to stay. I don't want you to leave. We leave Jesse to do that, right? But I want you to understand this, the church at Southside, do you understand these little folks running around out here, the ones that are here, the ones that are yet to get here that will one day, that we are responsible for passing on that assurance of hope? Do you realize they look at you, how you're living, what you're doing? Look at them. They're looking for examples. They're looking for someone like Jacob to have this faith and assurance of these things hoped for, right? You know one day our faith will be sight. That's what the Word says. And in that moment, we'll stand there and say, man, I had it right. I knew this was real. I knew there was this assurance. I knew there was this hope. I knew there was this promise that was so real and so true. I pray that we begin to even pass them on with the confidence of Jacob like we see in Scripture today. I ask you this question though, these hopes that you have. The promise of Jesus when He says, Behold, I am making all things new. Do you believe Him? Do you live with a faith and a hope, an assurance, a trust, a confidence in Him that He will come through with what He said? You know how we live determines whether we believe that or not. You see, you can say all day, I believe in Jesus. I I do. But if we really believe, if we really have this full faith and trust and confidence in Him, we're going to live in a way that's different where we offer that hope and that assurance to others. Will you be as bold and as confident as Jacob that when death does knock at our door, that we'll be able to face it with confidence and with hope? And better yet, will you be able to live with that hope and that confidence, that faith, that Jacob had in God, that he would do exactly what he told he would do. I pray that will be the case. I pray that we'll live in such a way. And again, one day our faith will be sight. And so I ask you this question, how will you live until that moment? Will you live that that faith and assurance is real? I pray it's with confidence and with faith. Can I share with you a verse, uh, I, I know a, a brother's here this morning, I already shared this with, but it's on my heart. wasn't just for him, it wasn't just for me, I think it's for all of us this morning. But you understand that we've been promised hope. Does anybody understand that? Like when you read the Bible, do you know that there is great hope that has been promised to us? I'm going to be honest, a lot of times it's a hope that we don't live out though. We just live our life like this is some great promise that one day, yeah, we've got this promise of eternal life in heaven or, or this new earth or, or, or whatever you know, your thoughts are on, the, on those passages. But I, I just want to ask you this, though. Do you live that way? Do you live that you believe it? Do you live that there really is this hope? And I was sharing with a friend this morning. I read just this morning in Proverbs 13, 12. Listen to what it says about hope. If you're not living with that hope, that hope that you've been promised, that hope that you've been given, listen to what it says about a hope deferred. I want you to know what the word deferred means. It means uh, put off, right? Not acted upon. So you've got this hope, and if you're deferring it, you're taking this hope and pushing it to the side and saying, I'll just get through and manage the best I can on my own. That's what a hope deferred looks like. Listen to what it says. Hope deferred, makes a heart sick. I want to end with this. The, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. So if I can offer you some wisdom this morning, not man-made, not contrived, not you know, some clever speech, but wisdom from God. You have been promised hope. Look at me this morning. Does life always feel hopeful? It doesn't, does it? But you've been promised hope. It may not even be a hope that you get to experience right now, but hope is coming. One day, faith will be sight. And so if you've been promised that hope, my friends, I want to encourage you, live in that hope. Because a hope deferred makes a heart sick. That means depression. That means a a sense of lostness. That means a sense of no direction. That means a sense of just living life on your own. To live out and execute and live in that hope and that faith. I'm telling you, look at me this morning. I'll close with this. It's the best way. It's the best way. A hope deferred. That hope you've been promised, if you put it off, it's going to make the heart sick. I pray that you'll uh, accept that invitation to, uh, to hope and to faith that He's calling us all to. Will you let me pray with you this morning? Father, I pray over this crowd this morning that if there's someone here that doesn't have that faith and hope in you. I pray that today is the day of salvation. It's so simple. It really is simple. You did everything for us on that. Jesus, you came and lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death in our place, placed in a borrowed tomb, raised to life, and seated at the right hand of the Father on our behalf right now interceding for us that know you. So I pray that if we know you, or if we don't know you, today would be that day if we do know you, that you would allow us the faith of Jacob to walk in a hope and assurance that we, even at death's door, could stand there to our family and say, I believe what he has promised will come true. I believe it and leave that blessing, that legacy to our family, to our children, to our grandchildren to the children of Southside, to everyone that we come in contact with. I pray that we don't wait to death's door moment to start living in that hope, but that we live in it today. That we say, you know what? I have blessed assurance. I have hope because God said. Not because some man, not because some woman, not because some feeling that we have, but based on the words of God alone. I have hope and I have assurance that He is who He says He is. And that I am who He says I am. A son or daughter of God. In Jesus' name. That's the only way. The only way is Jesus. So let us put our hope, our trust, our faith, and assurance in Jesus. I pray that over every heart this morning. Speak that loud to my heart that I walk in hope and assurance daily. Not just in the what I consider the big moments, but in the little moments, in the little decisions that I walk in faith, hope, and assurance. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we need you. And Jesus, we thank you. I pray your blessings over every heart and soul here this morning. I pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.